Welcome to the Live to Shoot podcast. My name is Jeff Dowdle, and I've been a licensed firearm dealer for the last 17 years. And this podcast talks about all things related to the Second Amendment, as well as anything else going on in the news, or a story from my personal life, or a sports story that I might find interesting. So welcome, welcome, welcome. It's another fine day. We're just getting towards the end of February, and we are going to be going into March and spring, and the wonderful time of baseball, which is Beginning to get underway. College has started. Made the pros are in spring training and doing some spring training games. So we are getting closer and closer to this to the start of, of more baseball. But that's not what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about what, one thing. What is if I asked what is one subject event that has happened in the last three plus years that you cannot probably go a day without hearing some leftist media or a politician reference in some way as to what is wrong with this country. And I, and if you don't know, I'm talking about January 6th, that horrible event that happened to our nation that has con- been compared to Pearl Harbor, to be worse than Pearl Harbor. It's worse than 9-11. The things that happened on that day were catastrophic to our democracy, people say. And I like Charlie Kirk, and Charlie Kirk always says, when they say democracy, replace it with oligarchy. And that is very, very true. So as I say that to tell you this, a this came out within the last month, but John Hopkins Bloomberg School of Public Health from their Center for Gun Violence Solutions released a report. And this report is entitled Defending Democracy a.k.a. oligarchy, addressing the dangers of armed insurrection. And so this report primarily calls out January 6th and the threat that firearms have on our society and our democracy, our oligarchy. I'm going to read from the executive summary. It's a 30-some page odd report, and there's a lot of gar. It's just all garbage is what's in there. But I'm just going to read from the summary, executive summary, and then we'll jump in, jump off from this. So, The growing, this is from their executive summary, and I'm quoting the majority of this. The growing presence of firearms in political spaces in the United States endangers public health, safety, and the functioning of democracy, oligarchy. Far from being an outlier, the January 6th insurrection at the United States Capitol was part of a long line of events in which individuals have sought to use political losses to justify violence or threats of violence to disrupt our government and limit civic engagement. These attacks on our nation and democratic institutions are preventable, but not without taking purposeful action. Now, do you want to call out in here? In this report, nowhere do they talk about the the violence that Black Lives Matter and Antifa imposed upon this nation in terms of actual destruction of property and, and taking over property and burning down buildings and threatening people, that is not even mentioned once, once in this paper, okay? All we want to talk about is January 6th. The report is both an examination and a warning of the threat that armed insurrectionists and I want to key in on this armed. We're going to come back to that. Armed insurrectionism poses to de- democracy, 
oligarchy in the United States. It also counters the false narratives that the Constitution creates rights to insurrection and the unchecked public carry of firearms and rejects the notion that violence has any place in our nation's politics. The report concludes with the recommended policy and practices solutions that policymakers and advocates can use to address the dangers of armed insurrectionism. So it says... Here are their recommendations. We'll just jump to the recommendations. Regulate the public carry of firearms. I believe most states do that to some degree. But again, when they say regulate, they are going to mean confiscate. Okay. Strengthen existing laws or increasing the enforcement of current laws to prohibit paramilitary activity. I don't know what they mean by necessarily paramilitary activity and what laws that they are breaking. Prohibit the civilian possession of firearms in locations essential to political participation, such as polling places, legislative buildings, and protests to protect the core functions of government. Enact and implement extreme risk protection order, red flag laws, to temporarily disarm people who pose a high risk of violence. Temporarily. Uh, that's not so true. Repeal or create exceptions for firearm preemption laws to give local governments the ability to create policies to address risk of insurrectionism in their jurisdiction. So let local laws, jurisdictions, trump the Constitution, is what they're saying. And break the insurrectional insurrectionist permission structure by openly denouncing violence. I believe everybody has denounced violence. People, the president even denounced what was going on January 6th. It was not, they did, the people did some bad things, but the characterization of what happened on January 6th is entirely out of bounds. I don't know if you watched any of the, the videos from January 6th, but I don't ever remember seeing one firearm and we keep calling this, it was an armed insurrection. So, I'm going to read here just a little overview, and we're going to use this as some more talking points. On January 6, 2021, attackers breached the United States Capitol for the first time since World War since the War of 1812. For several harrowing hours, this living monument to democratic ideals was overrun, looted, and desecrated. However, the invaders this time were not foreign soldiers during the period of war, but a mob of Americans bent on overturning a lawful presidential election. A throng of rioters that included off-duty law enforcement maybe FBI plants, state legislatures, members of extremists, unlawful militia, current and past military members, ugh, those are horrible military, and thousands of others overwhelmed Capitol Police and poured into the halls of Congress, resulting in injuries, extensive property damage, and death. Outside, a noose hanging. So let's talk about this. If you've seen the videos, majority of what is going on is peaceful, and people are just walking through. Some of them are being given tours by Capitol Police, very little property damage is going on in the Capitol. There was some. That's unfortunate. It is our nation's capital. But this was not where we just went in and burned down the Capitol or some federal courthouse like Black Lives Matter and Antifa had been doing in Seattle and some of these other cities. Then it says, outside a noose hanging from an impromptu gallows loomed over a crowd bearing emblems of white supremacy and religious intolerance. Religious intolerance a.k.a. Christianity. <laughs> so, rioters carried firearms illegally into the building. And I went, huh. I don't remember that. But hey, it's footnoted. So I'm going to go to their source, okay? And so they now, th this article says, references an article in The Trace, okay, which is a anti-Second Amendment gun control website. 
and they list out the 13 gun violations that uh, that were identified relating in some form or fashion to January 6th. So we had a gentleman from Florida who was arrested at, at Washington, D.C. on January 4th. So he didn't go into the Capitol with a gun. Another member, man from Colorado was re- arrested near Freedom Plaza on January 5th. Not going into the Capitol, not on Capitol grounds, not anywhere, not even present January 6th during this armed insurrection. Another man from North Carolina was arrested a half a mile from the Capitol on January 5th. Okay, not at, not during the insurrection, not during January 6th, not part of the armed insurrection. So these three not even not, happened before January 6th. Leslie Grimes was arrested a few blocks from the White House on January 6th and charged with carrying a pistol without a license. Her charges were later dropped. It turns out she was a, a transgender person and her tra- charges were dropped in Detroit for, Oddly enough, um, Christopher Alberts of 33 was arrested outside the U.S. Capitol Visitor Center an hour and a half after curfew on the evening of January 6th. So now the armed insurrection has ended, but he was arrested. So again, uh, and a gentleman from uh, Alabama was arrested on the evening of January 6th. Another gentleman from Georgia was arrested on January 6th by a Capitol officer who came upon his truck a block away from the Capitol and found a Ruger. Didn't go into the Capitol. Another person arrested a few blocks on January 6th from the White House, not the Capitol, and charged with carrying a pistol. Does not say, you know, were they here for the for the rally or not. Timothy Wolf of Virginia was arrested a few blocks from the White House, not the Capitol, by police. Another man from Colorado was arrested on January 7th, a day after that. And another man was arrested on January 20th. Then we had somebody arrested on July 20th of 2021, and somebody else arrested November 17th of 2021. So, and none of these people, so these arrests happened, and none of them were actually carrying firearms in the Capitol, as this report says. They weren't even on the, most of them weren't even on the premises with a firearm. And they talk about deaths. How many firearm-related deaths happened on January 6th on or near the Capitol? One. And it was Ashley Babbitt who was killed by Capitol Police. So there were no shots fired by any member of anybody, of any of the people that were going into the Capitol on that day. Then they, it goes on to talk about the how the elections were deemed the most secure in American history. His facts have continued to support the fact that that is not true. And then it says here, it concludes the open assault on democracy, oligarchy. And displays of hate sent ripples around the world, emboldened those who wish to see representative government destroyed. So, and again, like I said, no mention of of Black Lives Matter or Antifa or any of those other organizations that were uh, Floyd Palooza. None of that was mentioned. But I I bring this out as another example where they're using every means they can to come and t- try and take our firearms. Because now they're trying to eliminate armed insurrections. And if we remember the revolution that brought created this country was an armed insurrection where we took our arms up against what we considered a tyrannical government and fought for our liberties. I cannot help believe that the uh, founders did not have that on their mind when they wrote the Second Amendment. Now, will we ever do that? Is that what 
it's designed for. No, but they did not want to leave a, a civilian uh, population unarmed and subject to a tyrannical government. And that's what this oligarchy wants to have, is an unarmed civilian population. So they can come and have you force you to do what, whatever it is that you want to do, and that may be against your will, in fact. And you won't have any method to defend yourself. So this, you know, this regime that we have is out of control. The left is out of control. They've lost their minds. They're crazy. We have to defeat them. We have to fight. So continue to fight. Go to the box election and make sure you vote. Vote for those that are going to protect your rights. Vote for Donald Trump. He is the one that the one man that can stand up for us and that they are afraid of him. And that's shown by the actions that they're taking against him. This country is a great country. It's not dead yet. We have a great opportunity, and but we have to seize it, and we have to keep fighting. So thank you for fighting. Keep listening, and action, action, action. Have a great day.